welcome to our KPMG Financial Reporting Podcast Series, delivering fresh insights and perspectives around major accounting and financial reporting developments on ESG reporting. We thank you for joining today. Hello, my name is Julie Santoro. I'm a partner in KPMG's Department of Professional Practice, and I lead our ESG activities there. So last month, we did an update on ESG reporting developments from the SEC, the International Sustainability Standards Board, and from the EU. Today, we're back with the latest developments, primarily on the EU front. So I'm joined again by Bryce Earhart and Anita Chan, also members of our ESG team. But before we get to that EU news, let's cover off on the SEC and the ISSB. Anita, what can you report in SEC developments? So Julie, on the SEC front, their spring 2023 regulatory agenda was released just last week on June 13th. For those who may not be as familiar, the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs typically releases a unified agenda of regulatory and deregulatory actions twice a year, usually once in the fall and then again in the spring. It includes various agencies' plans, including those of the SECs, which signals the rulemaking activities that the Commission is planning to take with a focus on their short and long-term goals. So, what was in this spring agenda? Well, it merely confirms what many of us have been expecting. In particular, the SEC's agenda continues to be lengthy, so a lot for them to work on. Many of the rulemaking activities that were previously targeted for an April 2023 delivery date have been pushed out to October of this year. That includes the various E, S, and G-related rules, where the final climate-related disclosure rule, the final cyber risk governance rule, and a proposal on human capital disclosure are all pushed out to an October 2023 date. As many of you may already know, these are certainly not hard deadlines, but merely a signal of what the SEC is targeting towards. So least to say, while it was exciting to see some form of action that came out related to the SEC, we continue to be in a waiting mode. And with that, Julie, I'm going to hand that back to you. Thanks, Anita. So my takeaway there is status quo. We are still waiting for a final climate rule, maybe around October time. So let's quickly cover off then on the ISSB. The first two standards will be released next Monday. That's June 26. So no more of that today. The real news is, is what's happening on the EU front. So Bryce, last month you told us about the CSRD, about the ESRSs at a high level. Before we get into the latest developments, can you quickly level set for listeners catching up? Absolutely, Julie. And as we know, the scene in the EU is a little bit complicated. So let's do that. Let's set the scene for about a minute here. Uh, so, so what we have right now is currently in the EU, there are existing requirements to publish non-financial information. And there's only uh, a certain amount of companies that have to comply with that. And it's really large public interest entities with more than 500 employees. But since April of 2021, the EU's really been on a journey of trying to expand these existing requirements in two ways. The first in the, is in the number of companies that they're going to apply to. And the second is in the number of reporting requirements that companies will need to comply with. And it's through what is called the Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive. And you may have heard it called the CSRD. 
It is through that that the European Commission plans to achieve this expansion. Now, the CSRD has already been adopted, uh, but that doesn't mean that the standards that companies are going to have to comply with have been finalized. And that's really what we've been following closely since the beginning of this year. And where we left off from our last time together is that we were awaiting the EU's approval of this first set of proposed European sustainability reporting standards. Okay, so if that's the level set, uh, Bryce, what's your big news? Okay, well, as you know, Julie, and as a lot of our listeners know, uh, things happen fast in the world of ESG regulatory reporting. And not surprisingly, a lot has happened since we last talked in May. Uh, so earlier in June, actually, the EU released for public consultation their near final drafts of these standards, and they are open for public comment until July 7th. Now, given that the earlier version of these drafts already went through a public consultation process, at this stage, the EU is really just interested in fatal flaw comments. And this kind of aligns with that really short public comment period that we see. Now, what's going to happen is that after this public consultation period closes, the EU is expected to adopt these standards in August and will they'll become effective at the beginning of the new year. So if we take a look at the new drafts compared to the old drafts that were out there, what's changed? Uh, great question, Julie. I think everyone's trying to figure that out. Um, but we do know some high-level themes uh, that, that where we are seeing some differences. So let's go through a couple of those, if, if you don't mind. Um, and, and maybe it starts with kind of keeping in mind kind of the mentality here. Since, since the earlier versions of the drafts were submitted in November, uh, we do know that there's been certain stakeholders that have expressed general support for the drafts, and that's the good news. But they also raise concerns about their general interoperability with other standards, in particular international standards. And, and we also know that there's been a variety of different preparers that have raised concerns about the scale of the implementation challenge, uh, simply the, the cost and time required to comply with those earlier standards. So the EU has attempted to address some of these challenges in this next round of near final drafts. Uh, so let me give you a couple examples to try and cement this a little bit more. In the previous drafts, there were a variety of disclosures that were required, regardless of whether they were deemed material to the company. Now what we have is that other than the general disclosure requirements that everyone will have to comply with, all other disclosures will be subject to a materiality assessment. And that, that's a big change. Another example is that the EU has proposed in these new drafts that in the first year of reporting, all companies can actually omit information about anticipated financial effects that are related to non-climate environmental issues. And that's an important point there because for climate-related issues, companies will still have to disclose the anticipated financial effects associated um, in the first reporting year, but for everything else that's kind of in that climate world, uh, they would get essentially uh, an optional deferral for that first year. So if I just think about what you're saying there, Bryce, I, I think you told us before that the original drafts had some 1,100 disclosures in them. And now we're saying we've got this materiality assessment for many of the disclosures. Is this, is this going to put a lot of pressure on that materiality assessment and the quality of that for companies? 
Absolutely. I think, you know, what I've been telling clients a lot is you need to focus on that double materiality assessment and getting a start on that. And with these new final draft, near final drafts, um, it becomes even more important because there's a lot of requirements now, especially in the climate space that are going to become subject to materiality. So that is absolutely one of the things that um, we should be thinking about as we kind of move forward from here. Another thing that we really need to be thinking about is simply familiarizing ourselves with these new drafts. I, I mentioned that they are near final, the commission's only looking for fatal flaws. And because of that, we know that these standards are gonna stay in the shape they are um, you know, substantially. So this is a good time to start familiarizing yourself with them and the requirements that you're gonna be subject to comply with. And then another good thing to think about is for our non-EU friends that are listening, um, which I actually suspect as many of you, it's also important to try and get a grip on how the CSRD is gonna impact your organization and at what levels with or within your organization you can comply with the CSRD. Um, I spent a lot of time, a lot of my time working with clients through that and helping them think through that. It's absolutely a critical element that you need to get a good handle on um, at the front end of you know, your, your assessments here. Okay. So if I'm, if I'm a company now, um, you've just talked about getting, getting ready for the new standards, really concentrating on these. We expect the final standards by the end of August from a legislative process point of view, what happens next? Yeah. So, I mean, I already mentioned that we have the public consult that's open till July 7th. Um, and then those will be adopted in August but there is actually more to come um, in this process. This is not the only batch of standards that is being drafted and finalized. We're still expecting another batch of draft standards at some point in 2023. And these are likely to include a few sector specific standards uh, with likely more drafts to come in 2024. And also there's more, right? <laughs> there's also likely to be additional drafts associated with um, standards for listed small and medium enterprises, and also um, for our non-EU friends, again, a reduced standard for non-EU parents. Um, and those are likely to come at some point in the future, but we're just not totally sure when. Okay, I think I've got it. So basically you're saying now is the time to really get ready and dive deep in these updated draft ESRSs. So thank you very much, both of you, to Bryce and to Anita. The next milestone we have is the release of the ISSB standard. And that's our update for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this KPMG Financial Reporting Podcast. For more in-depth ESG-related financial reporting developments, analysis, and podcast episodes, type into your browser, visit.kpmg.us forward slash ESG reporting. And be sure to subscribe today.